This program is brought to you by BibleWayMedia.org, overseen by the Uloga Church of Christ in Uloga, Oklahoma. You're listening to Bible Basics with Mike Roberts. We want to welcome you to join us for another lesson in Bible Basics. And the topic of When Forgiveness Becomes a Fact. This is an article that was actually sent to me by a friend of mine. And yet as I read through it, I realized just how appropriate it is for us today. On the television screen, there is a distraught family. One of their own has been hit and killed by a drunk driver. The driver walked or perhaps stumbled away unhurt. He sits drying out in a jail cell awaiting trial for vehicular manslaughter. Regarding the drunk who took their son's life, uh, the family, as they blinked away the tears, said to the cameraman, Despite what has happened, we forgive him. The killer, however, feels no real remorse. All he can think about is getting out of jail and having another drink. He could not care less about the family, about their herd, or about anything else. The question then is, has forgiveness taken place? Psychologists and counselors often say that in order to get through past hurts, one must forgive those who have hurt him. Bottled up anger and resentment poisons the soul. So they say you should let go by forgiving whoever uh, for whatever they have done. This certainly sounds right, but again, it must be asked. Can we really forgive someone who does not desire forgiveness? Well, let's consider the words of Jesus. Jesus said, Take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. Luke chapter 17, verses 3 and 4. Notice that Jesus says that forgiveness cannot take place unless the offender chooses to repent. This statement puzzles some. But let us notice what we might be able to glean from it as we consider these verses. Let us notice that they deal with first a relationship. In verse 3, Jesus speaks of problems in relationships. He speaks of one brother sinning against another. In every aspect of life, when people deal with one another, offenses come, Matthew 18, verse 7. We should not be surprised when fleshly carnal people seek to harm us in some way. Secondly, rebuke. Still in verse 3, we note that when the brother or sister sins against us, this calls for a rebuke. 2 Timothy 4, verse 2, Titus 1, verse 13, Titus 2, verse 15, and 3 John, verse 10. To rebuke is to express sharply, stern disapproval, or to reprimand. In other words, when sins are committed against us or against God, we voice our displeasure with the desire in mind that the offender will change his course, 2 Timothy 2, verse 24 through 26. This leads us to the next idea, and that's repentance. In the last part of the verse, Jesus says that if the rebuke leads to repentance, then forgiveness may result. We should not be surprised by this statement. 
If God cannot forgive unless repentance takes place, Luke 13, 3, Acts 2, 38, Acts 3, verse 10, Acts 17, verse 30, then how can we truly extend forgiveness to those who refuse to admit and turn from their sins? Jesus said regarding those who condemned and killed him, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do, Luke 23, verse 34. Yet when the gospel was offered to the same, before full and complete pardon could be granted, they were told to repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of sin. Acts chapter 2, verse 37 through 38. And finally, this brings reconciliation. Just as the offender must have a penitent disposition, the offender must always, whether there is repentance or not, on the part of the malefactor, continually possess a heart of forgiveness. As Jesus said, up to 70 times 7, Luke 17, 4. Reconciliation for forgiveness cannot exist unless both parties come together. The one wrong may not hold uh, malicious or resentful attitudes toward those who have wronged them. At the same time, to say that the one who has done them harm, you are forgiven without both groups agreeing is impossible. Forgiveness is a two-way street. Both parties must meet together for such a state to be enjoyed in its fullness. Then, and only then, can forgiveness become a fact. We want to thank you for joining us in our study this morning. Hope to see you again next week for another lesson in Bible Basics. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting us at BibleWayMedia.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we encourage you to please share this program, to like it on social media. Thank you for being with us today.